For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Isabel Jacobson. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover recent USG meetings, an honorary degree recipient's Nobel Prize, a Trump court appearance, and the approval of a UN security mission to Haiti. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. The undergraduate student government beat has been a fixture of the Daily Princetonian for years, reporting the happenings of an elusive governing body. To learn more about reporting on USG and what happened this week, I sat down with Nandini Krishnan. Hi, I'm Nandini. I'm a sophomore and I'm a new staff writer for The Prince and I mainly cover the USG beat. Are there any agenda items that keep coming up amongst USG members and sort of why are they important to the members and to students? Well, so so last semester when I started covering it, the big issue on hand that the USG didn't have enough money, which sounds kind of crazy, but I guess compared to peer institutions, Princeton was getting maybe about half or less than half of a lot of Ivy League or like Stanford, MIT type schools. Um, and so that was definitely something they were pushing for and they were able to get over the summer. So they increased activities fees by a lot and they now have almost double the money that they used to have. So that's something that definitely kept coming up. I think other issues are like working towards mental health um, initiatives that they've started. So like mental health transportation to off campus, like therapists or, you know, like academic issues. So like minors was a big thing that was happening. So there was a lot of work being done towards that last year. There's a lot of turnover in generally within USG. So um, you don't necessarily always have the same people returning. Some people are a lot more active. Um, and then you have like some Senate members who, you know, are there for semester, who are there for one year. Some people show up less. Changes over time is like who is involved and what issues that they're most focused on. But also they're always trying to like come up with ways to work towards like certain issues that they feel like the student body wants, but, you know, hasn't been able to get yet. So in your article this week, there's a particular focus on the campus pub. And so I was wondering why this is such a hot topic right now and what they kind of said about it. So the campus pub is really interesting because Stephen Daniels, who's the USG president, when he was running, um, had like pointed out that the campus pub was something that he wanted to work towards. And um, for context, the campus pub used to be at the bottom of Chancellor Green at some point. And it was like a basically like a bar that students used to be able to go to. Kind of like the graduate student bar is what I think it's called. But kind of like that, but for undergrad undergrads. Um, and there was a plan to reopen it at where uh, Cafe Vivian is in Frist at some point. And I think there's a sentiment that there's like this social space that was missing that, you know, once used to exist. And so I do think that it's not necessarily something the student body is actively advocating for, but it's something that like I think uh, Stephen has like kind of taken on as like a pet project that he wants to have happen or like make significant progress towards during his presidency. And so I think there's going to be a pilot this semester, which is interesting because um, there's not going to be a permanent space. So it's not really going to be like a bar per se, but, you know, alcohol events provided through, I think, Otis um, and like some other organizations and through USG and kind of like seeing how interested students are in something like that to figure out whether this could be a place on campus that will exist again. To read more of Krishnan's reporting, go to dailyprincetonian.com or click the link in our show notes. In local news, Princeton Honorary Doctorate degree recipient Catalin Carico has been named a winner of the 2023 Nobel Prize in Medicine, alongside with her scientific partner, Drew Weissman. This prestigious accolade was bestowed upon the pair early yesterday morning in recognition of their pioneering research into mRNA, 
which enabled the rapid development of COVID-19 vaccines during the pandemic. Kari Ko and Weissman's key discovery that mRNA could be altered and delivered effectively into the body to build up the body's immune system was published in 2005. But it wasn't until the pandemic that the true value of this work was revealed. Kariko and Weissman's technology was used in both the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines. Kariko now joins the list of Princeton graduate and undergraduate alumni who, as of 2022, have collectively won a total of 24 Nobel Prizes. In national news, former President Donald Trump appeared in Manhattan court yesterday for the beginning of his civil fraud trial. Trump and his adult sons have been accused of inflating their assets by as much as $2 billion in order to secure better loan deals from banks. The 2024 presidential candidate was also accused of generating over $100 million by falsifying information regarding his real estate assets. The case was brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James, who was seeking $250 million in fines, a permanent ban against Trump and his sons from operating businesses in New York, and a five-year commercial real estate ban against the former president. Trump's defense mainly centers on the fact that his annual financial statements were estimates, as real estate value can oftentimes be subjective, and the ruling will be overseen by only the judge, with no jury involved. However, the former president was vocal about his anger over the case, calling the case a quote-unquote sham to reporters and calling for the judge, Arthur Engeron, to be disbarred. Trump is set to appear in court for at least four more ongoing criminal and civil proceedings scheduled in the coming months as the 2024 Republican primary approaches this spring. In international news, the UN has approved a Kenya-led security mission to Haiti in an effort to crack down on gang violence on the island. Nearly 3,000 people were killed between October 2022 and June 2023, particularly in the nation's capital of Port-au-Prince. To combat this violence, the UN Security Council voted to send a security mission to Haiti to guard critical infrastructure like schools, airports, and ports, as well as perform quote-unquote targeted operations alongside the Haitian National Police. Kenya vowed to send at least 1,000 security personnel, with other nations also expected to offer resources. Haiti's criminal gangs are aligned with their political parties, and they have only gained strength since 2021, when President Javonel Moïse was assassinated. Elections in the country have not taken place in years, creating an intense, quote, power vacuum, according to the New York Times. The UN's passing of the resolution marked a shift from recent sessions since the Russian invasion of Ukraine has created severe divisions between the Security Council's five permanent members, each with complete veto powers. However, divisions still arose when the resolution passed, as Russia and China chose to abstain. Break out those shorts again. Tomorrow will be partly cloudy, with a high of 81 and a low of 56. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode is written by Layla Siskind and me, sound engineered by Eden Tashoma, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Isabel Jacobson. Have a wonderful day.